We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Saturday, the 19th day of March, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Anderson alongside Ned. Ned, how are you today? It's good to see you. Wasn't expecting you today and you just strolled right in the door. I'm fine, John. Well, actually, I'm, I'm fuming. I just didn't know whether I wanted to come on or not. I just try. I, I, I need to speak without losing my rag, really. Well, it's the best oh, time when you, to... you lose your rag. I mean, that's why we have this forum. You know, you can you can say what you want. So, all right, let's yeah. let's talk about the events of the day. We don't have anything planned. I got a couple of things that I that I pulled that I was just sitting around uh, doing some uh, doing some looking at um, some surprises back on the scene. Uh, we can get into some of that, but uh, I'll tell you what, we'll just take our cue from you. You and I haven't discussed this uh, because you just walked in the door. So, what's on your mind? Semantics, semantics. It's doing my head in. It's actually listening to people speak, trying to have conversations with them, trying to have a debate, and yet people still seem to be very polarised, especially if they work for a government and stuff like that. And it's every now and then, it's part of um, middle management business to come out with a saying and then it gets overused. And then if you watch them in Parliament, they say the same thing about 50 times in the same speech. And it is, it, it, it's just weaponized language and people back off because when they feel small or when somebody pressurizes them with words from a position instead of allowing them open discussion they go away and that means that's the other that's when the other side wins and that and that is what we've got to fight against even if you don't have a university degree in english or whatever you or a degree in whatever language from whatever country you are you still have the right to talk and speak and have open discussion. Never feel pressurized. I, I mean, at the moment, I feel like screaming and shouting, but that, that doesn't work either. I mean, yes, peaceful marching. I mean, I'm impressed with the Germans still. It's an endless march, that, and they just keep going. Uh, the people that are out there on the feet showing it and showing they've got to do it. I mean, finally, finally, there are some, even in Canada, are having a discussion in their parliament about those emergency laws that Trudeau pulled, yeah? And now finally, there's there's a rhetoric going on there. But the Canadians did it in a very peaceful way. And I really hope it actually all comes out and they get a balanced government as they deserve. But we don't know whether that'll just be slid under the carpet while another crisis goes on. And I know I harp on, and it does to a lot of people, it'll say harping on about COVID and stuff. But this COVID was the start of, and still is, the game changer. This is where they did everything on a global scale. This is where they treated everybody in the world as if they didn't count. And people just followed. And this is the problem. They followed because they were scared. They were scared of losing their jobs. The teenagers were told their social life wouldn't exist if they didn't. I mean, it, it's, it's a game. And they told them that it was all with safety and everything. And it's going to come out in the water. 
and there's a lot of people gone down and died and everything else and the numbers and, and it's going to be horrendous it's going to be horrendous the outcome of this but the people cannot forget this they say you should never forget the holocaust in the second world war this outstrips it by numbers not by nastiness it's on a, an equivalent level i mean this is just not where it's a specific human part of the race you know religious otherwise or whatever that was segregated because i think most people know that if they'd managed to still be around and they'd managed to slaughter the jews they would have just picked somebody else next somebody else would have been on the chopping block next well so, but we, this, yeah this, we we looked at the Holocaust. We, when we when we examined some of that, uh, I was actually showing Marty some scans of original, you know, historical documents of, of how that worked, what groups were specifically targeted. And when we look at history, and, and that's the, the context we're referring to, when we, when we look at history, we're always told that it was those of the Jewish faith that were targeted for the Holocaust. That's not true. Yes, yes, that, that is, that is a, a big part of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that needs to be paid attention to. That was the anti-Semitic side of it. However, there were a lot of other groups that were targeted as well, not to the level that um, that the poor Jews were, but I've got catalog listings of every single group of people that they blocked up and that they hauled off to the concentration camps. Uh, it wasn't just Jewish people. Uh, it wasn't just those of the Jewish faith. It was many others, many, many others. Uh, and I it know, was, it was it, so many oh. different classifications. There were at least uh, some of the papers that I've got that's, that, that are you know, scans from the originals from uh, history books. They are... Uh, they're somewhere in the neighborhood of about 17, uh, 17. It depends on, on which uh, files you can actually look at, but 17 to 25 individual groups of people that were dragged off to uh, to concentration camps. So when you, you talk about the Holocaust, you have to talk about it in its entirety. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. You're not wrong at all. But a lot of people look at it as just that was the only group that was targeted. It wasn't. It wasn't. But it would have expanded in scope. You're absolutely right. It would have expanded. It would have gone even further. So I, don't well, get that, I mean, but. If, if you, but the thing is, you've got to keep it to some level on a simple level. You still had people who saw themselves as in control. They could you can put them as a form of elite who actually weren't part of this Aryan race. But they stood above it and used that as the cause and ever whatever they wanted to do or one of the many reasons but the idea was to actually it was it was well what world wars are for control building empires everything is all about taking over and control but this this was on a global scale and this totally it didn't matter who or what you are no matter what segregation what walk of life what color, what creed, you were ordered to do something, you were coerced into it, no matter what, it was forced upon you in some way or other, or even if you are made to feel guilty about something, so you take it. I mean, how does a high percentage of the human race take a drug without somebody going, show me the side effects? Fear. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and they just You scare take them it, into and then compliance. They go, that's that's yeah. what it is. But the thing is, you've got to think about that. I, why did I do that? Why did I do that? I mean, and then you find out, and you, they, they are finding out things, yeah, that it, it wasn't truly a vaccine and experiment, and it, it's all going to roll out, but that controlling mechanism was instituted and it worked, and they managed to see that test case of one to two years is horrendous because it shows how compliant, no reason whatsoever than saying, well, I better do it. 
Otherwise, I'll be outside of my comfort zone because that's what most people would have done, I think. Personally, I mean, yeah, you're told it's for the betterment of someone else. But my mother is very old. She's in three figures. And yet she's always been herbs, this, that, whatever. She's always, and that's why she's lived long enough and she knew everything and find out and she's, and then all of a sudden she's got a friend who's a pastor and a, and that friend then gets told possibly got cancer. So my mother, who's in three figures, gets told she cannot see her friend unless she takes the vaccine. Now the vaccine doesn't do anything at all other than stop the severe possibly outcome that you may get you might get some symptoms that are severe but it doesn't stop you passing it on and it doesn't stop you getting it so why tell somebody they can't see a friend unless they take it i mean the actual mental cruelty of that the coercion in that alone is damning as far as i'm concerned but how many different levels do people actually feel like they've been coerced and now it's happened and now it's rolled out there You've got this nasty, nasty list of side effects. And You've got a lot of people that are regretting it now. Even the people yeah, in the mainstream that have been, you know, on the like on the mainstream media, they're saying, wait a minute, I took this and you didn't tell us about any of this stuff. You know, that, that, like the, the Pfizer dumps have, have now come out and they're saying, is this going to kill me? I mean, what, exactly. what's his name on uh, the guy on Fox News? Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bongino, Dan Bongino. He's now saying the same thing. He's like, wait a minute, I went out and I took this thing. Do I now have to worry about dying? Mm hmm. The thing is, it's not, I mean, you've got all those lists of side effects, but the major side effect, the major one that's going to appear its ugly head, like I said last time, that some lawyers are talking and they're cherry picking. The lawyers will cherry pick cases and they will cherry pick the medicinal effects when they've got a case and they will go for it that way. That is how they work. But myocarditis is the inflammation of the heart. Yeah. And the, the problem is, yeah. It affects males a lot more than women. So if you've actually had a vaccine as a man or even as a woman, it still affects you. Go out and ask for a checkup because they now reckon, because they, they wondered why, oh, you know, it doesn't matter if you're healthy. Hey, the healthy people took it and whatever. Yeah, but they've been dropping dead on the fields and everything else. And the reason they've found this out is because some sometimes when you have a sudden input of adrenaline, if you're if that has affected your heart and it's standing there waiting like a ticking bomb, you're going to drop, and you're not going to know anything about it, and it's not going to be logged as any kind no. of a vaccine-related uh, death or anything like that. I mean, how many times now are are you seeing games that are being stopped in the middle of the match in the it, just in England? How many times are you seeing that now? And it's not just it's not just players; it's the fans. It's the fans. The fans. People, been, people have been on the telly and fallen over. Yeah. The thing is, every every medical department, every doctor should look into every cardiac problem. There should be a post mortem on every one of them. I know if it's your child. I know if it's your 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 grandparents. I know relations, friends, whatever. But we've really got to get to the bottom of this and accrue what because that's under that, that that could be an underlying symptom that could last for a long time i mean there are sportsmen sports women that can't do their sport anymore one they of the can't swiss, do it anymore because one of the swiss yeah. gold medalists or olympic gold medalists or whatever she says that she has to now she's about halfway through her professional sporting career and she says she has to retire now because she's got myocarditis yep she can no longer compete it is, she's done exactly she is totally medically dependent now oh 
That worked for somebody, didn't it? If she's medically dependent, who would that work for? Mm, hang on. Not Big Pharma by any chance. Oof. Uh, uh, sorry, it stinks. It does. It, it does. It does. It I've got a uh, I've got a clip here of and quite quite frankly, I, I played this last week, but quite frankly, I I don't know why this individual is even showing his face. This is the CEO of Pfizer, uh, Albert Borla. He's back on the news saying that people need to start getting prepared for this. Do you think that we will every fall have to prepare ourselves for a booster shot with COVID just like we get a flu shot? I think so. Any variants are coming, and Omicron was the first one that was able to evade in a skillful way the immune protection that we were giving. But also, we know that the duration of the protection doesn't last very long. So what we are trying to do, and we are working very diligently right now, it is to make not only a vaccine that will protect against all variants, including Omicron, but also something that uh, can protect for at least a year. So you've seen some of that data on a, on a fourth dose, a second booster shot. Mm -hmm. You think it will be necessary? It is necessary, a fourth boost right now. The, the protection that you're getting from the third, it is uh, good enough, actually quite good for hospitalizations and deaths. It's not that good against infections, but doesn't last very long. Mm -hmm. But we are just submitting those data to the FDA, and then we'll see what the experts also will say outside Pfizer. All of that was a complete lie. All of it. No, it is. It is. It's horrendous. I mean, but if if you look into what he's saying, it's not going to last for very long. It'll we, we could extend it to a year, so you'll have to take one every year. Thank you very much. Yeah, and these he's then then they just turn around and laugh all the way to the bank. Uh, sorry, cynicism. Yeah. Uh, so with the published papers or the data that's coming out, everything should be stopped. No COVID restrictions. Get it out of the way. Get on with life and investigate what's been going on. And I spoke to somebody that worked for the government today and the denial, the open denial, of, oh, what, there's, there's, there's nothing going on. And, um, well, what about your media? Um, there's nothing well, going on. They actually yeah, said there's nothing going on. There's nothing going on. There's no conspiracies. There's nothing, whatever. These are just events that have naturally occurred because of the way humanity is. Okay, and let's let's, let's I, just start. I, I, could, I, could, I, could, I could have fallen over. Okay, just let, let's just start. Let's just start with. <laughs> let's just start with the first thing. There, there's no conspiracy. Okay, let's define what a conspiracy is. I'm not talking about a conspiracy theory. Okay, that's some crackpot term that they came up with. There is such thing as an actual conspiracy. Believe me, I know. I've investigated it and I've charged people with it before. A conspiracy is two or more people getting together to commit an act of breaking the law. That's a conspiracy. That's not that, That's not a theory. That's not something that's fake. That's a real thing. How many laws were broken in the last two years? With more than two people being involved. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, more than how many governments, corporations, media. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, how many, how many people have to die? How many children have to die? Because there's kids dying. And they still are. And that's what gets me. They still are. And then they're still telling people to take boosters. They're still telling people to get vaccinated. And the thing is, when you ask, you say, look, there's information out there. Why isn't the media uh, just openly displaying it? Well, they give the people what they want. And the people can go and find all this information because it's there for them to look for. I said, that isn't the way to do it. That is like saying... Right, we'll hide that book in the library on the 12th shelf up in that corner and just maybe somebody will come in and go, you know that book up there? I want that one. 
<laughs> you got a ladder around here that I can, <laughs> that I can borrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we ain't got one of them. Uh, help yourself. You know, it's just how many screens have to, how many, I mean, it, it's like you want to go down a one-way street that has just the one arrow and everything is but nice and clear. But then it's, it's like there's all these barriers put up in front of you from trying to get down this, what should be a one-way street, should be nice and clear, should be, but no. No, there's too many, too many coincidences. When information isn't openly free, when there isn't open discussion, there's an agenda by somebody. It doesn't matter, even if you look at it from your own perspective as an ordinary person. When somebody restricts speech, information, anything that should be out there that you'd like to talk about, when it's restricted or poo-pooed or polarized against, there's an agenda. You don't have to come up with a conspiracy or whatever. There has to be an agenda to hide something or to misdirect you away from something. And that alone in itself should be the one alarm bell that everybody should react to. You don't have to be biased one way or another. You should just listen to that. Hang on. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I, I mean, TV used to be terrible. It's just got... Phew. It's terrible now, I'd and, argue. It's, it's really terrible now. Before we get too far down uh, and away from that, I've got a clip here of Dr. Peter McCullough, who you were listening to when you came in the door uh, on your uh, on your phone there. Uh, but this is uh, this is McCullough, more or less corroborating uh, what you're saying. First question the patient and the doctor should ask is if they've had a COVID-19 vaccine. The COVID-19 vaccines have official warnings and now a deep literature, over a thousand peer-reviewed publications in the National Library of Medicine and the preprint server system showing the vaccines cause blood clots. And the part of the vaccine that causes it is the spike protein that's generated after the genetic material is installed into the human body. It promotes blood clots, no doubt about it. The FDA has warnings on blood clots in the brain uh, in women age 18 to 49 with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, for example. But it's concerning now. We have a paper by Holtgen and colleagues showing the messenger RNA stays in the body 60 days. It's been found in lymph nodes. It stays in the body far too long. The spike protein is now believed to stay in the body uh, for over a year. And continued shots means continued accumulation of spike protein. We don't need Albert Borla on advertising more vaccines, Dan. We need him on explaining why are there 1,223 deaths that have occurred after the Pfizer vaccine in the first 90 days. That's what came out of the documents. And that's what we've been saying. This yep. affects the actual vaccine, the mRNA side of it, does affect your immune system, and it's creating itself within you. And if it's in there for that long, and you're actually then topping it up, in fact, taking it over the top, booster, 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 vaccine, 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 what the hell is going to be the outcome? I don't know. I, I, I do know that I've heard GP talk about this before, and this is this is something that he and people in his professional circles are always concerned about, and that is something called Omega, meaning they will, Ooh. yeah, meaning they will create something yeah. accidentally, uh, but, but through mass... Yeah, but the thing is, is that they'll they'll do it by accident through trying to vaccinate your way out of a problem. When you do that, you end up creating super variants that you just cannot stop. Well, we've uh, done it on other things may, anyway. Yeah, but may, maybe I'm I'm not saying that's what they're doing. I'm just saying maybe that's something that they're trying to do. I I don't know. I I don't know. There's a simplicity to it all. There is a simplicity to medication, no matter what. Anybody that has taken a man-made medicine that will affect a change 
in some strong way or another, or be it a cure in one or another, that is always downside or a possible downside. And if you look at the listing on possible side effects, it's you could have opposites. You could have two lists and you'll find out there's opposite variants down there. It, this could happen, but that's the opposite. That could happen. And these lists go on forever. And really, if you think about it, all these monoclonal antibodies aren't created within a human system. It's tested and created from mice. Yeah. And these are the things that go looking for specific diseases. This is how it is because it's as a human, it's never been good to test on humans. So that is why they tested on rats, mice, etc. But these things there must be some residue, no matter what, even if we are very genetically close in the world tree, that closeness is enough to make us vastly different. So you're manufacturing, testing something that's in another part of that tree, and yet it's a major part of your medicine because you cannot test on humans. So yes, there are other possible chances of side effects, and they damn know it. And that's why there's a list for every one of them. They then test on humans, and then they test again and test again until there's an acceptable number. But what is the acceptable number now? I mean, all the World Health Organization came out with on COVID was, what does the risk outweigh? They didn't even put a number on it. It was a case of just get on with it. And <laughs> sorry, I, we've had two years of ethics and morals just go. Oof, oh, yeah, we've had centuries of, of science and medicine that have just been rolled back on. I mean, it's all been destroyed. All of it in, in a matter of months. It's all been destroyed. Mm. I, I don't really I don't really have words to describe uh, the kinds of numbers that we're going to be looking at as far as the fallout on the other side of this thing. I, I don't have I don't have words to describe that. Um, as you were saying, that there is, as you were saying, I mean, we're talking about what I mean, I, I don't know if I could properly put this into perspective. Edward Dowd did a piece, you know, the uh, the BlackRock guy. He did a piece on uh, on a podcast earlier in the week. Uh, I've got some of that audio. Perhaps we can just kind of uh, discuss it here just a little bit. But his uh, his team of researchers that, that he's put together there, they've look at they're looking at CDC data and they're looking at all cause mortality in the 18 to 49 demographic. I, I believe mm -hmm. it's 18 to 49 demographic in the last six months of 2021, because we're just now getting that data in the last six months. So the last half of the year, not even the entire year, they were looking and at an excess via the insurance companies. Yeah. Yes. As a matter of fact, that's that's how they were looking at it was uh, the insurance claims. Yeah. They're looking at an excess of 61,000 mortalities, just of 18 to 49 demographic. You're looking at upwards of a couple hundred thousand or three. I'm sorry, it was 300,000, just over 300,000 in the uh, 49 to, to 90 group, which is those are World War II numbers for the U.S. Just to put that into perspective. Uh, and he makes point of this. I'll, I'll play this here in just a second. I have to I have to go back and dig it up when you give your rebuttal. But no, um, no, that's fine. Fine. Keep he going. um he he did he did make mention to the fact that during the last six months of 2021, the same demographic between the ten years of the Vietnam War, we lost less people than that. And if they if they when they start looking into the numbers of the specific numbers of how many people that the vaccine was supposed to save and actually it's save per 10,000 per million whatever it will be minute compared to how many people have actually died or had adverse effects because of the vaccine it's not going to be nice 
it is going to be totally, the swing is going to be totally beyond reckoning. And that's the sort of thing that should be out there because if people are speaking about that nowadays, and that means whether it's at government, especially if it's a government level and they're still pushing that you should take the damn thing, what's that tantamount to? I mean, by word of law, is it manslaughter or murder? Are you asking me? Because I, I, think it's, I think it's a combination of both. If you look at the evidence that Dr. Mike Yaden put forth, as far as like the batch numbers and the vials and things like that, that was presented to the, uh, uh, the German legal team, you're talking about smoking gun evidence of premeditated organized mass murder. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. You talk about premeditated. That means that was, they don't give a shit. Sorry. That is basically bluntly put from the beginning. You've got that group. Now you've got this continuation of it, and some governments are pushing it, some governments aren't. And now this information is available. I mean, that is damning. It should just be pulled and stopped. It, I mean, drugs have been pulled and stopped for less. I mean, I mean it's they have. Just, it's, I, I was actually yeah. reading about a drug once. Uh, I believe I want to say it was. I want to say it was Pfizer that was working on it. I can't remember what the drug was for, but it was something that was in the initial stages before it got to the actual clinical trials, and they were still doing the uh, the animal uh, testing, and it killed two of the animal test subjects. Whatever it was, I, again, I can't remember what it was. It killed two of them. Two of them. They shut it down for three years until they could go through and figure out exactly what it was that was causing that. Three years they that shut that what, down. That's why we have protocols. Yeah, exactly. And, not, and every, especially, and that was that's with Norman normal medication and drugs. This is a retrovirus. This is a vaccine that isn't a vaccine. It helps. It actually helps you with. The serious side effects, if you're going to get them, that's what it's meant to do. It doesn't stop you getting, and it doesn't stop you passing it on. So it's not a true vaccine. And this is a genetically manufactured, oh, I don't know, I was going to swear. <laughs> but, but there are protocols in there, especially for anything to do with genetics. And they've pushed it through, hammered it through, coerced it through, carrot and sticked it through, everything, and people are dying. Now, let me ask you a question right there on that point. If it hadn't been for a certain person and a certain procedure, none of this would have been possible, would it? And by that, I mean Operation Warp Speed oh, God. and cutting of the red tape. Now, that, that, that I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But that that is something that every single person in any so-called alt media, they're conveniently ignoring that. Mm -hmm. I get so angry when I hear these people, they say, Oh, well, Pfizer this, Pfizer that, Moderna this, Moderna that, CDC, FDA. Who's the one that cut the red tape in order to do this in the first place? No one wants to yeah. say that. Nobody wants to say that. I'll tell you who it was. It was Donald Trump that did that. No, no it was Walt Speed. It was him. It was him. And it was bloody stupid. And it was one of the most horrible things ever done. That did it in your country. He's not just the only one. No, he's not. Yeah? No, he's not. No, he's not just the only one. Yes, don't get me wrong. He did some, he, he had your country running economically, not badly. No but that, that, warp speed was wrong. Yeah. Seriously wrong. Yeah. And he should be held accountable as in, get on that podium. And the big question, why should be asked? Why did you do that? And if he said on advice, then advice from who? So, yeah, he needs to stand up to that. But after him, <laughs> sorry, Dr. Biden, 
What, what do we do with him? I, I mean, well, to be honest with you, the, I don't think he even knows where he's at. What, what do you do? I'll tell you what you do. You put him in the funny farm with a with an insure milkshake uh, and some pudding and some Mario Kart where he belongs. He belongs on a rocking nurse, chair next to a next to a lake somewhere in a cabin with a blanket across his lap. And Nurse Harris could look after him. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. She's a she's a buffoon. She lost her ninth staffer today. They're, they're walking out left and right. She's lost nine staffers. You know why? Because that woman is a complete idiot. She knows nothing. She is. She knows nothing about nothing. Uh, anyway, okay. She is. Um, I, I got the clip here of... Uh, uh, of Dowd uh, explaining the kind of numbers that he and his team have uh, have dug up. This is the CDC's own data um, that they aggregate into um, all ages. Uh, the bottom line is my uh, insurance industry expert, former sell-side Wall Street analyst, went into the CDC data. We were looking for other things, but what we found was pretty shocking. He took the data, and it, it took some time and effort. He did a lot of work. He broke it down by age, and he created baselines for each age group to come up with excess mortality. And the money chart is really chart four, which shows that the millennial age group, 25 to 44, experienced an 84% increase in excess mortality into the fall. It's the um, worst ever excess mortality, I think, in the history. Um, just to give you an idea, when you look at chart four, you see when mandates and boosters hit the acceleration into the fall, and then um, it reaccelerated into uh, the end of the year. The drop off in that data you see there is reporting issues. It takes time for millennial age uh, deaths to be reported because they're usually not hospital deaths. So um, that data is going to be updated and probably shows a continued uh, disturbing trend. So mm. just to put some numbers on this, um, in the fall, uh, starting in the summer into the fall with the mandates and the boosters, um, there were 61,000 excess millennial deaths. Basically, millennials experienced a Vietnam War in, in the second half of 2021, okay? 58,000 people died in the Vietnam War, uh, U.S. Uh, troops. So this generation just experienced a Vietnam War. And I think this is the smoking gun that the vaccines are causing excess mortality in all age groups. And uh, it's no coincidence that uh, Michelle Walensky refuses to answer Senator Ron Johnson's letters. They're hiding. Fauci's gone. She's gone. They're hiding. So I'm going to put a, a word out there. Uh, and it's, it's a word that's old, but it needs to be reintroduced in the conversation. This is what we call democide, death by government. So the government, through the mandates, has killed people. Yeah. Do you know the scary thing? They're going to continue right with back, it. Right back in February, March, when in 2020, when we started to do the, well, when, when, when I came on and we started really talking about this, is those countries have laws that say accountability in a pandemic. You cannot be held accountable in a pandemic. And that's why the umbrella was, that's, it has to, everything has to be torn down. Glad they're speaking about the pandemic in a past tense now, because it enables people to dig and they've got to dig and they've got to dig before a lot of this information disappears. Because the, I mean, they say, oh, Anthony Fauci's just, gone to ground he's disappeared he's he's not showing his face uh sorry haven't you got a police force haven't you got some way of going right that's his assets gone bring him here well, that's all right we're sanctioning no we're sanctioning putin that's a, that's all right we're sanctioning him because 
because everything's because everything's Putin's America fault, wants to, yeah, America wants to uh, hang on. We're not putting boots on the ground, but we're going to supply arms. That's yeah, good. we're that's, we're that's dumping Russian vodka out if we're bar owners. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Hang on, we're going we're going to and then in Britain we're going to say yeah, civilians can go and fight for them. Um, so no one's putting soldiers on the ground. They're supplying arms and aircraft and making money out of. Oh, sorry, but doesn't this sound a bit like it's that can't happen? No, the world wouldn't just. Yeah, I'll supply arms to everybody and let them get on with it and see what's left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, but that's and with, that's a, bit, and with a bit of luck. And with a bit of luck, Putin might totally destroy those labs that never existed. Right. Right. Yeah. That's that's correct. But that narrative's fallen apart. Isn't it? That's starting to, to to fade off into the distance. There's talks now of of peace, and uh, Putin is uh, saying, "Well, you know, we're we're almost uh, we're almost finished." Now you've got yeah. fourth jabs being pushed, right? You got boosters again <laughs> being pushed. And to Dowd's credit, when he made that uh, that statement on Bannon's podcast, to Dowd's credit, he was right. Fauci's been hiding. However, as of yesterday, thank God, because I, I didn't know what we were going to do without him. Anthony Fauci's back. He was on Jake Tapper on CNN saying this. We need to be flexible. And if, in fact, we do see a turnaround and a resurgence, we have to be able to pivot and go back to any degree of mitigation that is commensurate with what the situation is. So we can't just say we're done. Now we're going to move on. We've got to be able to be flexible because we're dealing with a dynamic situation. Hopefully (coughs) the cases will continue to come down as the weather gets warmer He's already saying new measures are going to be reintroduced. Uh, we're going to have to be able to pivot and go back to COVID restrictions, yeah. is what he's saying. That's semantics exactly what he's saying. Again. It's yeah. semantics again. He's putting it out there as if, hey, man. And the thing I don't like is when they use a, that little saying, we've got to go forward. That means get what's just gone on. Let's go forward. Yeah, yeah Don't well, pay any yeah, attention okay. to what we just did here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like hang on. People have made mistakes, but we're going to learn from them. Yeah, it's all the same rhetoric. It's garbage, and the people have got to see through it. I agree. I agree, my friend. I agree. Uh, Moderna has asked the FDA for emergency authorization for a second booster or a fourth dose of its COVID vaccine for all adults. Uh, also, Pfizer has uh, has asked for emergency use authorization, and then I I couldn't I couldn't hold it back because you're in here simply because you're in here. I I have to play it, and that's your favorite health secretary, Sajid Javid. Is it possible they'll come forward, therefore, and say we need more people jabbed? I think at some point they will. And they've actually been clear in their most recent advice is that they think that uh, towards the end of this year, maybe in the autumn, there will be a need to give a lot more people uh, a boost, an offer of a boost. But I'll wait. Probably not to the autumn again. And then. Yeah. And as of as a matter of fact, today, the UK has reported 90,349 new coronavirus cases, up 24% from last week, and hospitalizations are up 22%, reaching 14,671. Can you see the narrative that's about to change? Can you see it? Oh, yeah, yeah, because Putin wants to either come back to the river or go home. Yeah, exactly. That narrative's fallen apart, so they need something to fall back on now. And they're already committed to COVID, so they're just going to stick with it. you know what will happen, don't you? Putin, he's done whatever he wants to do. If he goes back to the river, it will stop. If he totally goes back home, the West did that, you know? The West did that. (laughs) They didn't just create the Ukraine incident. Uh, We pushed Putin back to Russia. My ass. (laughs) 
Didn't you? Didn't you, didn't you hear the the standing applause that uh, uh, that uh, Zelensky got uh, in the in the House of Commons? Didn't didn't you hear that? He spoke to the House of Commons and and he's been nominated. And I'm not joking. He's been nominated now by European leaders for a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> oh dear God! Not Macron's now trying to mimic him. I'm not joking. Macron's now trying to mimic him. Macron's walking around now in uh, in blue jeans and a French airborne hoodie jumper. I'm, I'm not joking. And he hasn't shaved for a few days. He's got the stubble going on, just like Zelensky. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. It is. It is. But I mean, you talk about this rhetoric. The thing we've got to get with the people is the people in government are airbags. They're used to using the language. They're used to turning it and try and turn it on its head. You take something like the Trudeau incident, yeah? He quite happily and got away with it, standing in his own parliament, telling the opposition they were Nazis and that they were with people waving the flag. But... And that honking incident. your horn. Don't forget about the honks yeah, and what yeah. they meant. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Honk, honk means Heil Hitler. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> but the thing is, the thing is, if you look into the incident, it was somebody out there with the Nazi flag saying, Trudeau, this is your flag. You're a Nazi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what they were saying. But because somebody had it, Trudeau used that rhetoric against it. And that yep. just give him that sort of, it created an impasse where he could walk out of Parliament, get away with what he'd done. Personally, I would have loved to have seen the headline, Trudeau came to see the Queen and she bludgeoned him with a handbag or something to death because he's got no right. I mean, I feel that there's a monarch there and she's in a very sorry place now and not an easy place. And there's too many pressures. And if it's affecting a person like that, because... I have met her once and Phil. And the thing is, they have done an amazing job over so many years and in so many hard times. Yeah. Some people say this, that, whatever. No matter what happens in this country somewhere or whatever, but it was the Browns, the Joneses, the Tudors or whatever, who would have been a ruling family. And it came down some whatever. That is part of Britain. That is part of our identity. No matter what, yes, there have been monarchs. Yeah. And they've been total gits. But excuse me. So of governments. In fact, they've done it even better. And it is a sure sign of showing things are in a sorry state when that slimy it gets an audience. I mean, that was used. That person that's in their 90s was used. And me being an ex-serviceman, that made me itch. That made me itch. And I give everybody the first look in life. Trudeau's ad is, I would not like to meet him again. Or even once, should I say. You know, you, I mean, Canada is part of the Commonwealth, so I mean that kind of that that kind of uh, I know entitles him. That's to what audience, I mean. That was used. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. That was used. I agree. It was it was total photo op. All to of it. use to use somebody between ninety to hundred years of age was sending a message to saying, huh, and that shouldn't be allowed. Shouldn't our government shouldn't have allowed it? They should have said, hey, you can see the personal assistant. That's it. Off you go, Sonny. Yeah, it's, it's wrong. It's wrong. It did make me itch. It, it, it was quite a sad moment for this country. Now, here's here's a question. Here's a question for you, and this is this is an honest question. I mean, every, every time I try to talk to uh, to Marty about this, it's a it's a different conversation because I, I he's I, I don't know you, you know how he is. But guns at dawn. Yeah, but the, uh, the the question I wanted to ask is, since your your standpoint is is that on the royal family, and we know that she's getting up there in age, what's your opinion of when? Charles is going to take over. How's that going to work? Are you going to still feel the well, same that, that, way? That, that's that, another uh, sign. I mean, personally, personally, bless his heart, Phil the Greek, he was a very opinionated person. And I would probably say 
somewhere between him being there, stop Charlie getting in that seat. Because if you look into our history, whoever's held the Prince of Wales hasn't actually been dealing with all the cards. So when Charlie got put there, don't get me wrong, if you think about it, right, he was in the Navy, yeah? Like a lot of them, they get sent in the Navy, whatever. He was on the Minesweepers, yeah? Minesweepers, Minehunters. Uh-huh. Yep. He was a skipper of one of them. Yep. And he obviously got along with the men because they gave him a necklace of office when he went. And do you know what it was? It made a toilet seat up with whatever, and they presented it to him and he wore it. Fine. After that, you've done your whatever. Yeah, okay. Life then tends to get a bit whatever. But he's always been on the eccentric side he's always been he has come up with some good ideas or whatever but no he has never been right from my point of view that might anybody's entitled their point of view my point of view no no i think i think we have actually seen the last two i think phil and liz balanced each other i think that sort of broke something in there when he went and i think she might have lost a bit of a pillar you know she's probably floundering in the middle of nowhere at the moment i find it quite sad yeah, I did see that she's not going to be uh, returning to uh, Buckingham Palace. <laughs> she's been through some hard times. She started in some hard times. She took the throne in hard times. I mean, personally, a young lady having to take on that much responsibility and probably the rest of the girls her age were dancing with GIs or whatever else, you know. But no, sorry, I think she lost somebody when Phil went. And I, I, I think the royal family will... Fade. If you look at what's going to be the surviving royal family, right? Charles and, and William, and of course, I don't know what the hell this, this Harry guy's doing, but if you look at that, Charles and William, specifically those two, they're on board with this, this uh, whatever this is, this this great reset thing, this this uh, climate stuff, this uh, Agenda 2030, all this this garbage that comes out of Klaus Schwab and, and the, the uh, World Economic well, Forum you know in the why, United Nations. You? Well, you know why, don't you? Because... We have just, we're just losing our last queen and consort that actually probably thought about this country or even the Commonwealth or even global events in a serious manner. This is, I think, this is a case of survival and bending over backwards as whoever it is for whatever corporate thing, whatever government, whatever hard push there is. You see, we don't know where their foundations are because... This world has become totally money and, well, no, it's debt dependent because so much has been created, spent. The debt in this world outweighs anything that will ever be made anymore. So someone's got every little IOU and they've even created more in the last two years. And the only way to do this, the only way to readdress this is for the countries, like I said before, get out and say, look, I don't want your company in this country. Get out you're gone and they've got to push the corporate manacles away because the corporate manacles are on everything the government are manacled to the corporations and the only people that suffer the only people that don't get the parties in covid are the people the normal people the people are going to pay the price and it's the people that can only change things and it's got to be in large numbers as we go into summer though and we start to see these countries that are now going to reintroduce these things, as I said earlier, because the Ukraine thing has fallen apart. Uh, they were trying to ride that, I think, for a little bit longer, but it hasn't quite worked. And then now it's it's going to be uh, back to COVID again. You've got Austria that just dropped all their mask mandates and, and everything, pretty much uh, all of it. 
uh, dropped it 14 days ago, and they just announced a couple of hours ago they're going to reintroduce everything immediately. Yeah. Same thing with the Dutch. They're talking about rolling back in with now all kinds of mandates and everything again. And it's like, wait a minute, you just shoved all that aside when Putin decided he was going to march into uh, uh, into Ukraine. And now all of a sudden, well, Putin's talking about shutting all that down. And, and now you're going to go back to that again. It's like yeah, COVID yeah, didn't oh, exist the, a week ago. Yeah, the crisis. Yeah, the first crisis. Oh, boom. Here we go. We said there'll be a crisis. There is. But the thing is, we don't know what is behind Putin. We don't know how far this global thing involves Putin, whether he's doing his own thing totally or not. I mean, I will leave that out. I mean, because we don't really know, do we? I mean, this could be basically, if you think about it, instructions, right, okay, hang on. We, we've, we've made a bit of a foopar here. We've created some really nasty bunch of bastards in Ukraine. Uh, we tried it from, hang on, 2014. And there's lots of information coming out here. And we took, ousted somebody, put somebody else in, and it works. So we've ousted that and we've put somebody else in. And it's costing us loads and loads of money. Um, what should we do next? Let's think about this. Uh, hang on. We've got all those labs there. Um, we've got loads of corruption. This is going to be bad if it comes out. Who can we get to wipe it all off the map? Uh, Mr. Putin, uh, would you step into my office, please? I've got a job for you. Oh, and while you're at it, this works for us because you can make the people run this way. We have a shitload of refugees and then we can get our ID mandate pushed a bit further up there because we'll get everybody screaming like, hang on, hang on, who are all these refugees? Hang on, we better get everybody ID'd. Hang on, that'll be more data and then we'll get them all. You know, now to the perch and oh, we've got an everything. economic problem. We're going to have to we're going to have to set up rationing. As a matter of fact, the unelected oh, uh, no. person down in uh, Italy today said that uh, well, he's for digital allocation of rationing in an emergency situation. The social credit, uh huh. Mr. Mario Draghi, uh, who's a banker, by the way, uh, former head of the European the Central Bank, banker. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said today that he is calling for impending rationing only if necessary. He's blaming, of course, the Ukraine war uh, and says that um, he's for the use of digital identifications in order to make sure that rationing doesn't get fouled up, you know, just for, for convenience and, and for allocation purposes. Did we or did we not call this uh, the other day? Bruce, how you doing? Good to see you. Did, did we or did we not call exactly this? Uh, we did indeed, yeah. Uh huh. We called it a long time ago, though. A long time ago. The ID yeah. thing. That's yeah. really bad. By the way, I posted a photo today, Ned. I don't know if you saw it or not, but uh, I, I posted a photo. Uh, Good Morning Britain did a story on some British uh, ex-servicemen that uh, that left and went to uh, Ukraine to fight on the front lines over there. And they showed a photo of them that they'd been, uh, it was reported, uh, unconfirmed reports, it was reported that they'd been killed uh, over there uh, on the uh, on the front lines. Uh, and just about an hour after Good Morning Britain posted that story, one of the gentlemen in the photo that they posted <laughs> tweeted and said, for those that saw the photo of me on Good Morning Britain this morning, I'm not in Ukraine and I'm certainly not dead. <laughs> You're being lied to, is my point. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you've got, hang on, you've had, when the Ukraine thing kicked off, you had your New York, your New York press again doing the wet market thing. They were pushing that again. I'm giving it, oh, really? Yeah, we'll, go, we'll push that line again. We've got the Telegraph in this country shouting about conspiracy theorists. We've got the Independent doing the same. And that is something interesting I found out about the Independent. 
you know who who funds and owns most of the uh, controlling things in the independent in this country. Now this is, is the independent. This is the independent, which means independent. Yeah. Thought. Guess who? I'm going to go with uh, Rupert Murdoch's outfit. Saudi Arabia. Saud the Saudis. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. They're well, really the New York Times thinking. is majority owned by a Mexican drug cartel kingpin. Did you not know that? <laughs> no. It's just it, it's just hilarious. You get this and you give it, huh? Really? It's, it's laughable, isn't it? It's just most of uh, these most of these media outlets, at least the ones I can speak to in America. And I'm sure it's the same just about everywhere in Western civilization. But um, most of the media outlets that Bruce and I have looked into, they're all taking money from uh, all expenses paid luxury trips to like Beijing and Shanghai. They're going over there and, and getting the uh, full treatment, if you will, and get, going to the conferences and and talking about partnerships and this and that. What was it, Bruce? Like four or five of the top papers in America are. A majority of their ads, more than half of their ads, are taken out by the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, they it's were crazy, enhanced. If you think about it, where, 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 when, where we lose our moral standing so vastly, whereas corrupt politicians they've put every they, they no. The trouble is they put everybody in a position where there's not enough jobs, and they've got the think tank of the ordinary person saying, "Well, I might as well do it because if I don't, somebody else will." Um, what do you believe in? Oh, that's the way of the world. I mean, I had that today. That's the way things are. We live in a feudal society. I mean, this is coming from someone who works for the government. It's a feudal society. That's the way things are. That's human nature. And by the way, there's no there's no such thing as conspiracies. This is just the way that it's naturally occurred, and I'm giving it. But so the only one time in existence, I think, had so many coincidences that made something nice was the universe and this solar system. So life could be on this planet. There's that many coincidences going on, and it's crap. It's not good. It's it's just it's laughable, and people will just accept anything now. And I'm I feel like I'm back my head again. I'm having one of those days where I think I'm feeling like I'm hitting the wall with my head. You know, I, I think this this all goes back to where you started, and when I say where where it started with you was when you first came on. As in, like the first time we had you on, and and COVID had happened. I have and, to say something. <laughs> well, yeah, but it was no, it wasn't that. It was you spoke to somebody in the government at that time, and the answer they gave you was, "Ned, the people don't want to know. They don't want to know." Yeah, and you know what? We're two yet. years. We, we're two years down this this road, going on three years down this road, and guess what, Ned? The people right. still right. don't want to know. Yeah. But the thing is, they think they're not entitled to know unless they go looking for the information. The information is readily available, but it's not readily available. It's only readily available if you know what you're looking for. And they come up with answers like, well, if we tell them, it'll be chaos. Yeah, but with chaos comes choice. You've taken the choice away. Let the people have choice. We put up with the chaos of people choosing Brexit. Yes, they chose. So the people went with it. That was, as far as everybody saw, the people's choice. We went with it. We'll live with that one. Okay. You then black catted us and thought you'd do something twice as big and put Trump in. Yeah. I thought, well, yeah. Okay. Well done, Mr. America. You'd build things five times as big as us. Yeah. Off you go. Yeah. It was amusing. But things went along. We were prepared to go down Brexit. You were prepared to let Trump sort your economy out. Then he made one massive boo boo at warp speed. And it's a people's choice. Look, I don't care if there's a referendum 
and a referendum and a referendum, and you have to keep going through it. You are the government. Give your people the referendums. Let them have choice. Let them know what's going on. Isn't that a democratic way of doing things? At least it'd be a start. You might get bogged down with it, but excuse me, you took the job, matey. How earn your money? You know, it's just it's incredible. And then you might just get people taking an interest in politics when they think they have a say. Because I don't think people feel like they have a say in anything. And that is where they are standing because they give it, what can I do? How am I going to change this? Add your voice to somebody else. Then you two add your voice to somebody else. And then just, just do it. Just do it in a positive way. Not screaming down somebody else or whatever, but just even if it's just looking something up. Even if it's just having a really boring, nerdy meeting, if you like beer, in a pub. If you don't like beer, go and have an ice cream and sit there and go, look what I found out today. Well, that's interesting. What did you find out this. He's talking about all this, and I was giving lectures to people yesterday about cutting costs and going to the pub and buying ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) But that's where people meet, and that's what people say. I mean, if you think about in the medieval days, they had to go to bloody church. They talk about feudal systems. You have to go to church to be able to speak to each other now again? Uh, Of course. That's that's why they shut down the churches and taverns and restaurants, because (laughs) during the American Revolution, when we organized against some people wearing some red coats or something, I don't know. We did it in secret. We did it in in churches. We did it in taverns, We, in, you know, bars, pubs, whatever, in restaurants, in cafes. That's where we organized. And you noticed all of those places were closed this time around. Yeah. And you weren't allowed to have anybody in your house either. <laughs> no, no. Didn't want you conspiring with, uh, oh, no. with people you know, I that used to, uh, might have the same to, ideas as you. At the front of the house in the drive, table a few meters that way, a table a few meters that way. And help yourself. That is a um, closed bottle with a lid on. You can take that, help yourself. You can take that, help yourself, and whatever, bring your own food. There you go. Did you have the hand sanitizer around there as well? (laughs) Did you have a little hand sanitizer station set up? I saw that. No, No, that's bad for your skin, that shit. I know. I know it is. I love the people that are wearing like two masks that walk up after showing their vaccine passport and they're hitting the the hand sanitizer thing in the shops. It's hilarious. I walked into a bank today. I I walked into a bank. uh, I had to go to an ATM and get some cash. And I walk into a bank. Nobody in the bank's wearing a mask. I walk out of the bank as I'm putting my wallet back into my uh, back into my jacket pocket. I'm walking out of the bank and two people walk past me wearing a mask outside by themselves. Unbelievable. In the open air. And then then there's probably somebody driving down the road in their own car with with a mask mask on. on. I saw I saw at least three of those people today. At least three. Are you giving it? Uh huh. Okay. Oh, it's it's mass hysteria. It's mass hysteria. It's it's insane. It's insane. It's I the the human psyche has taken such a battering. It's taken such a. And the problem is, we are empathic. We are empathic, and we do. I do believe in some way there's enough people um thinking or feeling the same way that we actually do sort of um gravitate to the same sort of groups in some way. Because people do that, don't they? They they gravitate to the but that has worked against us on a vast scale in, in, in many ways. We have lost our reasoning. Everything has to be done with reasoning. I did lose my reason a bit tonight when I was talking to somebody. I definitely lost my reason. And if that person's listening, I apologize. But you are a twat. Neither mind. <laughs> had to get that little jab in there, didn't you? Just, <laughs> just that little thing, yeah. We're at time here. You got any closing thoughts or anything? Uh, Bruce, it's good to see you. I, I, I was starting to worry about you there. You uh, you okay? Yeah, we, we had a bit of a thunderstorm last night. Um, uh-huh. 
quite a good one actually it was enjoyable and it knocked out my you, alarm clock did you so, resurrect oh, anybody yeah. i see i, I, was, I was gonna say is that why you got like the the nightcap on you're wearing the you know with, with yeah, the little, yeah. little fuzzy ball yeah. now is that what it is and you got your slippers and your coffee there i guess or your tea yeah. sorry yeah, your tea. you don't drink coffee yeah 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 the alarm didn't go off nobody so walking around with a green face and I was sitting here. The... Yeah, I was sitting here, and I was looking at my watch. I'm like, I wonder if Bruce is coming in today. And then Ned walked in the door, and he's like, he's he walks in, he's listening to Peter McCullough uh, talking about myocarditis and stuff. And I'm like, well, I guess I know what we're talking about now. Mm. I mean, that's what I said on the last one. That's what you got to look out for. And it's nice that you see. Yeah, there is one last thing I'd like to say. The people that can actually put an end to this are the doctors, the nurses, the medical staff. Okay, you start. Doing it from your point of view, put an end to this COVID rubbish. It's killing people. You're in a argue, job where you say. I lives. would argue all emergency services, as in the the police yeah, and everything no, else. I agree. I agree. Get them all online. I mean, we've got to get this conscience going because why? Why do we have to wait until it's happened to somebody close to us before we start screaming? Thousands of people have lost those somebody's because someone somewhere said the risk outweighs it. No, it doesn't. It's horrible. And people are going to find out. Be safe, everybody. Just use a bit of common sense. Just stop doing this and get on with your lives. Start to live again. Well said, my friend. Well said. We are going to have to go. For those of you who would like to drop us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Please do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, are you enjoying the podcast that you're listening to? We love having you as a listener. We would really appreciate it if you would pass this along to five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up? Do you know someone you're trying to get to think on their own? If so, we would appreciate it if you would point them in our direction. Again, just five friends. That's all we ask. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thanks for being here today, Ned. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great weekend. And for those who are listening to us on Monday. Have a good evening and we will see you tomorrow.